Two mamas, one baby. The math ain't mathing. What's up, everybody? I am Kay Marie. I am Lou. I'm Mary. And we are Murked in the Midwest. Okay. So, as we mentioned, we got two moms here. And so, for our first uh, person, we have Geraldine Jones. And so, Geraldine Jones... Uh, she is a Gary, Indiana resident. Like that's where she grew up. That's where she lived. She was proud of it. She's like, "Hey, I'm from GA. Don't say nothing else about it." Um, and so, uh, she grew up in a family where they were like a family of educators. Like it was like, you know, if it was a family business to be a teacher, that was that was their family business. I'm just saying. Just saying. So. She um she goes gets her undergrad from Purdue University and she becomes a teacher and so she was actually a teacher for eight years before she became the principal of this small Christian school and so you know she's a principal and she's dealing with the kids every day and she comes to the realization that you know uh, she wants kids of her own you know she's like she's like I didn't really think about it much when I was like in my early twenties like it didn't. It didn't really phase me. But once I got to like 26, 27, I'm like, okay, I realized I want kids. And so just dealing with that thought and being a principal and taking care of other people's kids, you know, it became hard on her. So she left that field and switched careers and she became like a deputy assessor. Um, And so basically they just gave her a little bit more free time to start dating, um, you know, get up on them dating sites. I don't know what they had then, but. You know, I now mean, we got Hinge and I back at that time it was called okay. like Black Pimp Planet. Black yep. Planet, plenty of fish. Plenty, plenty of that, fish that, was uh, out around party that line. Time. Remember Ooh, the party, party line? Party line was a wild back. A wild back. That was a wild back. Yes, MySpace was a hookup place. You know, Facebook has Facebook dating now. I did it for like a week and I saw too many people that I knew. I was going to say, if you get on Facebook dating, you deserve everything. (laughs) (laughs) After after a week, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. She better because it's like, it only links you with people that are are in the orbit of people that you know, but it's just like all the people. But but people... I was about to say the people that I know been talking to other people that I know, and now I didn't. Now I'm meeting up with somebody that know like 15 people that I know, but not just know them like know of them, but like they know, know each other. It's like, nah, I don't want none of that. Yeah. I want somebody nobody knows. Well, I want somebody know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want. I've been listening to my podcast. Y'all know how I follow podcasts, yeah. and the ones that don't nobody know nothing about be like, here is the. Yes. And no. <laughs> I need somebody. I need some actual records. I, need to be I mean, like, I want to meet your family and yeah, like you, real family, real not, family, not like no, this is my brother from another mother. Right. Uh, this woman no raised me. Right? right? No, 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 no. I need to speak to somebody for real about yeah. who you are. I don't <laughs> want a man, not a cousin. I want to talk to your mama and dad. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so Geraldine Jones, she gets into dating and she meets uh, Randy Gary. Okay. And so they're in this relationship. (laughs) And, you know, they are, you know, it's it's not the perfect relationship. It's very up and down. You know, they're 
thinking about breaking up, then they get back together, breaking up, get back together. So they're on the verge of like really splitting. And um, Geraldine goes to the doctor and she finds out that she's pregnant. So she delivers the news to Randy and he's like, yay, we have a baby. We have a gut full of humans. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, they decide they're going to work things out for the kids. And so, boom. So Geraldine tells her family, she tells her sister and everybody. And she's like, y'all, I'm having babies. I'm having a baby. And so she tells them that she's due um, in December. And so they threw, um, and so, but then later on, she has to go back to the doctor and she like, you know what y'all actually I'm pregnant with twins. And they said my due date was messed up and that my due date is actually March, but I may give birth around December. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) How you go from December Mm -hmm. to March? Mm. It don't really work that way. I don't, I don't, don't, it's a person who has never been pregnant. I don't, I don't write. The, the math ain't mathing with that. Well, I mean, I mean, they can change your due date a little bit by a couple days, a week, or something. But it shouldn't go months out. It normally goes back, right? No, goes- yeah, yeah. Typically, it goes back. Okay. Typically, it goes back. Typically, they're the like added not just a couple of weeks, but months. She added four months, so she's about to be pregnant. Was it? Was it? Um, she like, Bonnie. Bonnie from Family Guy, who is just pregnant forever. Either you had a baby or you don't. <laughs> right. She got the gestation of saying no. Yes, exactly. That's okay. what it is. Okay. So um, she tells them she's doing March that she's having twin girls, um, you know, and uh, the family are like, they're excited, but they're a little suspicious. Yeah, they like, mm, okay. Because they didn't but, have kids. But either way, so, you know, she's posting on sonograms and Randy even starts to question it and he like you know what just hit me up when the babies come and randy dips off i want to know was randy in that house like playing detective he like something ain't like he, he like something ain't adding up uh-huh. so randy like hey just hit me up when the babies come she like fine whatever she posted sonograms you know her belly's getting bigger her family actually threw her a baby shower and I think they said February. So December then passed. She's due in March. They threw her a baby shower in February. So they threw her a baby shower two months after the original birthing day. Yes. And she over her looking pregnant? Yeah. She got the full on belly. She posting pictures of this baby. Like she's pregnant with twins. Okay, yeah. She's big as all big. outside. All outside. Because first of all, twins make you like huge. And these twins is going full term apparently. Full term, full term plus some. So, but at no point did anybody see, like, I guess they if, wouldn't do it. You know how when you see somebody pregnant and you, you go up to them and you touch them, you go, oh, that baby. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody want to touch your belly. She was probably like full on, like, Heisman. Like, wow. get the fuck away. <laughs> but you should still be big with twins. She I had a belly. Twins. But So, I'm going to tell y'all some two things. I remember when my sister was pregnant. And this is the first time I ever saw a belly move. And she was like full, full pregnant with Joe. And that belly was like alien stretching. I had a video of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm craving seafood. And everybody like, Mary. I'm like, the baby's telling me he wants seafood. And they like, Mary, stop being crazy. I'm like, baby, you want seafood? And literally, he just goes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so yeah, I'm 
Randy wouldn't go fall for it because I'm your boyfriend. I'm living in the house with right. you. Like, how did like you didn't touch her belly at all? Yeah, she wouldn't let him come to any other ultrasounds, none of the doctor's appointments, whatever. So she goes in to have the babies. Um, she tells her parent, her family, she don't want anybody at the hospital. And then they get a call, and she says that one of the babies didn't make it, but she does have a beautiful baby girl. And she still don't want her mama. No, she ain't want nobody to That's You know what? I just, the lie detector for me determines that that's a lie because whenever anything bad happens to me, I want my mama. That is very true. But she was like, you know what? The baby daddy ain't here. I don't want nobody here. I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to do this by myself. So one of the babies didn't make it, and one baby did. So she had a beautiful baby girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to talk about Samantha Fleming. So Samantha Fleming, she was born in 1991. Um, she grew up to her, she was very close to her mom and her sister because her parents were married, they got divorced, they split. And so she just, she was really close. She was closer to her mom and her sister and like, they would talk all the time, whatever. At 19, she got into her rebellious stage where, you know, she's like, I'm, I don't want to listen to anybody. I'm going to do my own thing. And so she kind of like moved out of her mom's house, but she wasn't really staying anywhere. She was kind of just like couch hopping. She was going through her normal teenage. Yeah, normal teenage. teenage. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so um, she's couch hopping. She's 19. She ends up pregnant. And the baby daddy is like, I don't want nothing to do with this. Blah, 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 blah. Loser. 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 And so Sam, you know, she had this beautiful baby girl. And she's like, I can't take care of this kid. Um, I'm still trying to get my life together. I don't know what I want to do. So she makes That's the decision. Really yeah, at 19 to, mm-hmm. yes, to be like that mature. Like, mm-hmm. you're not fully mature, but you're mature enough to know that this is another human being and it mm-hmm. takes responsibilities. And so she makes the decision that she's going to sign over her parental rights to her mother. So the grandmother now has guardianship of her daughter. And so for the next two years, Sam really struggled. Um, she was just kind of like still dealing with the rebellion and very much so like, I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) y'all. So she, um, met this guy named Steven through a dating app. Um, she was 21 years old. And so they, her and Steven, they move in together. They're living like right outside of Gary. Um, they were on and off. And during one of their breaks, she got pregnant by um, another guy. She had a son. Um, even though Stephen wasn't the father, they were like, you know what? We're still going to stay together. We're still going to raise this kid together. So he tried to do the right thing. He tried to do the right thing. Um, one day he comes in and uh, he sees Samantha's on her phone texting or whatever. And like he goes into this like full-on jealous rage. He Ooh, takes her phone. He throws her phone. And breaks it. He that lets you think that he was on some other shit. Why yeah. you gotta do all that? Yeah, like that that's that's a bit of a like it's aggressive. It's a jump. But like you come in, you but, see me texting. But in a way, I mean you already had a baby. That, that is very true. Yeah. Wait, what say? We were on a break for you, baby. We were on a break. Very true, very true. So, so he kind of lost it, but he's still with a little hope. He was a yeah, little cook 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And so he starts like throwing her over across the living room. It gets loud. Sorry. The neighbors are like, hey, yo, police. You know, but I mean, and Gary, I feel like Gary people mind their business. Yeah, for the most part, they gonna peek out the curtain. Yeah, it's, it's giving black. It's giving black. <laughs> I think it. Or, yeah, it's giving black. Or, or you know, it could give Lake Station too, because you know that street, yeah. that street right before, because yeah. it's like that little. It's like a little. If you have never visited Gary, uh, it's like a little tiny street that kind of separates each area. So mm-hmm. you got you go from Gary. Then boom, like station. Lake station you, uh-huh. So it's like, is, oh, it's like East street. Gary. It's like East Gary. Yeah, almost. I was going to say, first you got that. And yeah. Then you get there with the station. Yeah. It's a little. Between, was that New Chicago? Something like that. Yeah. Like that. You like hit that. that. <laughs> so New Chicago is a little bit different. But Lake Station, <laughs> Lake Station is one of those areas where typical behavior like that can occur. Okay. So neighbors call police and police come. They see chairs knocked over. They see um they just see like it's a bunch of like craziness and they're like, "Oh no, this is not the environment for a baby." And they take Sam's son. So now child services has her son. Um sh- she's trying to convince them that, you know, she's a fit mother, she can get her kid back. So her and Steven decide they're going to go get married to try and get the baby back. Okay. So they go and get married. And um, the case was, the domestic case was eventually like dropped with Steven. Nothing was ever filed, but child services was like, yeah, no, you're still not getting your son back. Right. Because you just married the cuckoo who was throwing you around the living room with her. Pretty much. And so um, eventually Sam is like, bye. They get, she filed for a divorce from Steven because they were still having trouble Still the whole abusive thing. Crazy. Okay. Um, they got divorced and she moved to Anderson, Indiana. She said, I'm out of here. Yep. So she moves and that's where she met Rainy. Now, Rainy is like the complete opposite of Steven. Rainy <gasps> is God. sweet and loving and she he... She said, let me upgrade you. Yes. And he is treating Sam the way that she... Like, you know, she's giving, he's giving her that love that she's been looking for. And it sounds like she's mature. Yeah, she's mature some too. And so she, but when they first get together, she tells him, she goes, hey, I found out I'm pregnant. And it's more than likely by my ex. Rainy, stand-up guy, says... I like how she keeps me. She keeps me. Where she get these men from? I'm the baby's pappy. Like... I that baby's pappy. Yes. So, he says... I don't care. This baby's mine. We're going to raise this baby together. We're going to be happy. Rainy. So, yes. Rainy and Sam, they are living in Anderson. Um, uh, she is 23. They're finally stable. And um, she's working on getting her son back. Okay. She's spending more time with her daughter that her mom has guardianship of. So, Sam is really, like, pulling her life together. Yes. And so, she's, like, working hard to get her son back. And Which so, is not a small thing. No, you know, it's when not. You go through things and you've already been what in an emotionally physical abusive relationship. Yep. That's mm-hmm. all the trauma you have to deal through. Exactly. And, go through. and you have a child over here, a child over there, and pulling it all together. Kudos to her. Yes. So she was working and she was doing what she was supposed to. Um all of a sudden her mom gets a call from Angela Grossman. She's like, Hey, I'm with child services. I am Samantha's 
Samantha Fleming's new case manager in regards to, and she gives the son's name. And she's like, um, I just wanted to acquaint myself with you guys, um, make sure I have updated information. Do you, do you, I know she had a baby. Does she need anything? Does the baby need diapers? Anything like that. And so the mom, uh, mom is like, um, well, you know, I don't know. She moved to Anderson. Um, and so Angela's like, okay, well, give me Samantha's number so I can contact her and make sure we get things set up because I'm just re-looking at everything to make sure, you know, we're doing the best we can to get her son back with her. Okay. So she calls Samantha and she tells her, you know, everything. And she's like, well, she's asking Samantha again, do you need diapers? Do you need anything? Samantha's like, um, well, no, we're good. Everything's taken care of. I just really want to get my son back. And so um, time passed. Angela does a pop-up visit at Samantha's house. And she's like, hey, do you have a court date today? Um, it's in Gary. Today? Yeah, today. And that normally doesn't happen. You get subpoenaed before yeah. you like that. Some kind of paper record Some, because yeah. the lady had called, right? And already <laughs> talked to her, so she should have gotten updated mm -hmm. information yep. on her. Why was there nothing that was sent to her home to give her, or even sent to her mother's home if that was the paperwork that they yep. had on file? So she just made it seem like, you know, they just didn't have, they were still updating information. Like this was a last minute thing. I worked this out for you so we can go do this court date because we're really working hard to get your son back with you. So Samantha, who is now, like I said, she's in this mindset of like, I, I want my kids. I'm taking care of them. She's excited. She's like, okay, case manager's here. She said, I got to go to court today. I'm going to go. Because everything kind of like leaves your mind when you're thinking about your kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All she hears is, this is a chance for me to get my son back. Mm -hmm. And do the best that she can do. Exactly. Mom. Exactly. So Angela tells her, she's like, come on, I'll take you to the court date. It's in Gary, Indiana. She goes, and it'll look good with the judge if you bring your new baby with you. But still, that didn't look a little sus because even though she told her to travel back to Gary, she lived in Anderson. So regardless to wherever a case happened in, it goes by where you currently live. They won't know. It? It, it stays because the kid was still in Gary. So he was in the system. He was in the system in Gary. Hmm. And so everything was still through Gary. And um so Rainey's like, okay. He's like, um, well, y'all go ahead. I'll talk to you later. Good luck on the case. Samantha texts her mom and her sister on the way, and she's like, hey, y'all, um, had a court day today on my way. Like, send your prayers up. Like, okay. good vibes. Like, let's hope we get some good news today. Now, were, were her mom and sister still in Gary? Yes. So maybe that's why she didn't have as much alarm because she knew she had people, people right there. Yep, she knew she had people still in Gary, and so she was like, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she sends them that text. Um, some time goes by. She's like, yeah, I'm in Gary. You know, we're going in to see the judge, da da da, da. 45 minutes to an hour go by. You know, the sister and mom are trying to call her, but they just figure, you know, she's in court. She's not answering. Yeah. So after an hour, they get a text from Samantha stating, the judge says, I don't deserve my kids. And told me I don't deserve my new baby either and took my baby. Like, told me I wasn't worth it or whatever. And so she sends this text. And the um her mom and sister are, like, trying to call her. Because, you know, they're like, we know you must be upset. Yes. You know, like, they're trying to get a hold of her. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's not answering. And so then later on that evening, Rainey 
he goes to the police station and he reports um, Samantha and Serenity missing. Because she never comes home. Nope, she never comes home. And so she's reported missing. The police are like, oh, you got to wait 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, this is this is my, my, my girl and my baby. My 11-day-year-old baby. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh out the And they're like, you got to wait 24 hours. So he waits and... I they're not doing. I can understand a mom waiting twenty four hours, but a baby, a baby ain't just gonna yeah. go nowhere. And you can put an Amber out alert out for a baby. And a so, baby just going missing, and we're just like, eh, well, yeah. you know, give it twenty four hours. Give it twenty four hours. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And so he waits, um, and then he like does a little follow up. Doesn't hear anything. Um, this is on April sixth. So then April tenth, he calls again, and he's like, hey. My girl and my baby is still missing. Y'all not following up on this. I need somebody to do something. And so... I didn't know it was that many days. I thought it was a day. Mm-mm. It was, it was four, four days, days later. Mm-hmm. And four. they never followed up? Mm-hmm. Nope. It was four days later Stop. where she was officially reported missing, her and the baby. And um, the police finally were like, okay, let's we'll start looking into this. Okay. So at this point, Samantha's been missing for four days. Um, and the police, they start pulling in people. They pull in Rainy, her current boyfriend. They pull in her mom and they're talking to the mom. And the mom's like, well, there's always Steven. Mm-hmm. Sam had a bad habit of going back to Steven. It's always them Steve. Usually it's somebody close to you. If you start going missing or they suspect some foul fishing. Yeah. It's, the people it's, close. it's normally somebody close. And mm-hmm. so the police are like, okay, we'll look into Steven. Um, but, uh. As they're looking more into information, they're trying to find more information on Samantha's court date and stuff like that. And so they look in the system and they're talking to DCS and uh, they're like, Samantha didn't have no court date. Samantha doesn't have a new case manager. And And if they change the case manager, you're going to get a notification for that. Well, partly. So in in that respect, that doesn't seem so odd that they didn't even have her information like that she moved. She didn't file her stuff down to court and say, Hey, I'm moving to here and didn't keep them updated with yeah. the information. Maybe something got lost in the mail. So that is so haven't so they said it. They said it wasn't actually like uncommon because the number that Angela called from it was a block number, and they said that it's actually not uncommon for people who work with the DCS or whatever to call you from a private number. But at no point did she herself, Samantha, not think that this was a little uh, odd. Well, you have to think the Angela called the mom first and mm-hmm. talked to the mom. So the she did mom, call the number that they had on yeah, the house. Yeah, she called the number they had. Normal. Yes. And then the mom told Samantha and was like, well, you know, I gave her your number, this, that, and that, or whatever. So to Samantha, like, mom done already vetted you and gave you the okay. Like, yeah. you done already went through one hurdle and got to me. So, and again, she's in the mindset of a, I just want to get my kid back. Yeah. yeah. So she probably Let had tunnel down. vision. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so they look in and they say that she didn't have a court date, no new case manager. And they're like, okay, well, who is Angela Grossman? And they're like, we don't got an Angela Grossman that worked for us. And they're like, hold the hell up. So this information comes out and Rainey's like, okay, well, I thought something was really strange because when this lady came to pick them up, like as she pulled off, I'm like, she had expired plates. Like how you an official and you working for the government and you riding around with expired plates from Gary to Anderson and back. Yeah, that's a and long then, and, and you a black woman and riding man, around. That's, that's a place. grip. Picking up this woman and her baby yeah. with your expired plates. So Rainy took the plates down okay. when she Come left. Like, right? 
He like something ain't right. Let he took right note of them plates. And from Gary to Anderson is two and a half. Yeah, because Anderson is like Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like so a suburb like, of Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah, okay. it's on the outskirts. Yep. Okay. So yeah. it's like a two and a half hour drive, two hours. But how didn't you get stopped for one that, and then two well, when you took the plates? Yeah, sometimes going up and down sixty five. You know, you just, just tell you, I, I just roll dirty a little bit sometimes. 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 And I mean, I got away one. Actually, it wasn't even I got away. I had renewed my plates. I never took the sticker on. Mm. And for like a year, nobody bothered. It'd be like that. It'd just, like that. It'd just be that one day. It'd be that one day. I'm, all, I'm that person that always get caught. I can't do stuff because I get caught. I had it in the car, and the police officer goes, he's like, uh, you know, your license plate is fire. I said, it really is an officer. I said, I got it right here. But, you know, they tell you to cut it so nobody can steal your mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's what I currently did to my car. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even cut it. He was like, you don't have to do that. I didn't know that. It feels, if you try to peel it off, it comes off the strips. Mm-hmm. So he was like, just put it on there, please. I'm like, okay. My bad. Okay. My bad. It won't happen again. It won't happen next year, I promise. So the police are like, okay, we got these plates. They run these plates, and the plates are registered to a guess who, y'all? Who? Geraldine Jones. Geraldine Jones. Right. So the plates are registered to a Geraldine Jones. They find Samantha's wallet, like uh, up the street from so Geraldine. Start looking for Geraldine Jones. Yes, right. they start trying to find more information on Geraldine Jones, and then they find the wallet. They find the wallet, apartment. and then they find um, Samantha's phone pinged from Geraldine Jones' house. Okay. 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 The call okay. from inside of the house. So, so um, now it's like, where the hell you come from? What Geraldine, Geraldine Jones? What you got to do with this? Geraldine. Okay, Geraldine. So we're gonna get into Miss Geraldine because Miss Geraldine got a lot going on now. Too I know much. that we touched a little bit on her about her education, her working as a teacher, and then being a principal. But Miss Geraldine has a little bit of a background, y'all, um, which you can go see on public record at Indiana, um, starting back all the way from 1996. Miss um, Geraldine had first a court uh, appearance with a Joyce Jordan which looked like some form of accident mm-hmm. um, where she would have had either a collision and something okay. that was her own fault. It was dismissed. And then later on, um, April, who I'm assuming is some form of relative, relative to Geraldine, um, was brought into the case and prosecuted in lieu of because possibly the car was hers. Oh, okay. okay. So that's the first thing. Then we have Geraldine with a little misdemeanor because Sister Girl has some sticky fingers or something. Um, but she was prosecuted um, and had to pay restitution to Foot Locker. Mm. Um, and it doesn't say the amount, but that court case happened um, in 97. So the restitution was paid in 2009, finally. However, she was found guilty and had to pay restitution. She did put in a guilty plea. That seems to be like a little MO for her. Then we have a little bit further. She has some misdemeanors um, and she has some issues with, you know, going to speed limit like a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. Push it to the limit. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then we start getting into some things that are a little bit more uh, in line of what's going on with her now in this case. Okay. She had expired plates that were recognized in 2007. Now, this did happen in 2015, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, in 2007, she had an issue with getting the plates 
renewed on the appropriate time. Then um, coming up again, she got stopped like two weeks later for expired plates as well. So she didn't take care of it the first time. She got stopped again with expired plates two weeks later. Then she was going real fast. She was going 75 and a 55. Mm. Um, and that happened two years later. So Sister Girl was just having some infractions that were having to do with, you know, the car. And um, then she had in 2010, she was driving with a suspended license. And um, more to her background of what was going on in her personal life when she was dating Randy. Mm -hmm. um, remember, you were saying they were on again, off again in Rocky. And clearly there was something going on with Geraldine. Yeah. And when that year before the actual incident happened where mm -hmm. samantha comes up missing she was having issues where she was driving with a suspended license and her plates were not renewed mm -hmm. um and that happened in january of 2014. um and then the final thing that i found was she had some financial issues with stone creek financial Mm -hmm. They sued her, and this was a civil collections issue. Um, with that, the amount on that collections, hold on, I'm getting to it, was $8,331.78. The restitution was paid in full. Okay. Okay. And I was about to say just a little bit more background as far as like what happened in 2014 is that um, Geraldine Jones actually went back to the doctor because she thought she was pregnant. And that's when the doctor told her that she wasn't. And she was actually told that she couldn't have kids. Yeah. So she just over here lying to Randy. Mm -hmm. Lying to her family. Yep. Then told them a whole baby. And now she concocted a whole fake news story. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yep. She apparently, just looking at her case history, because it's extended. It it's almost extended. like nine pages. Mm -hmm. And she just has like this string of like owing restitution to either apartment complexes as well as businesses like mm -hmm. outside of Foot Locker's Water Tower Place, mm -hmm. Advance America, uh, Renna Center, Hella Times. And not like, only that, all the time she, she pleads guilty and she pays it, but it's like she just want to see what she can get away with. Mm, almost. Just yeah. stop. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you think at some point she'd be like, okay. And I know everybody has financial issues. Yeah, nobody yeah. perfect. There are some people who are perfect and their credit is nine thousand. We ain't gonna talk about them, them people. But <laughs> talking about regular, about real people. Regular, regular <laughs> folk, you know, you you have things that come up, but it just seems like I mean, from ninety six till the incident that is we're discussing now, she had a laundry list. It's just you can go and look for yourself, but it just goes on and on. And on and on. And then she's like, it's like, she's like, oh, I plead guilty. And, you know, yep. next thing. And so we give more information on who Ger Geraldine Jones was and her background. And so, as we said, at this point, the police have found Samantha's phone is near mm -hmm. in whatever Geraldine's home. So after we're going to go back, we back into time. So Geraldine Jones has this baby. One didn't make it, remember? And so she takes the baby to her dad's house. Her dad is an elderly guy. But she takes the baby there, and um, she leaves the baby with her dad, and she goes down to Texas to be with her mom. 
tells her dad that she's dealing with postpartum depression mm-hmm. and she just needs to go and I guess find herself. So she goes to Texas to be with her mom. So Geraldine's sister, Tamiko, she goes to visit her dad and, you know, sees that this baby here and the dad like, oh, well, you know, Geraldine, she's dealing with that postpartum stuff. <laughs> so, so she, uh, she went to Texas and so the sister is like, okay, my dad can't take care of this baby. Mm-hmm. So she takes the baby and she's like, whatever, I'll keep the baby till Geraldine comes back. She goes to Geraldine's house to try and find, you know, try and get stuff for the baby. baby. You know, she goes and there's like a crib and blankets and all this stuff for the baby. So Change she's like, everything. Because like, yeah. they, they did have this baby shower for her, though, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she, had, so she had everything that she would need. Not for just one girl, but two. And so she goes in and she's looking for stuff for the baby, getting supplies and stuff. But she's also there. We'll, we'll, we'll tell y'all. So she says that she ain't there more than 30 minutes. Before the police come to the door. Oh, stop. Yes. Police come to the door and they're like, we're looking for Geraldine Jones. And they see Tamiko holding this baby. Mm-hmm. And she like, oh, well, she in Texas. Um, She left her baby with my dad. I just came here to get some stuff. And she's like, honestly, I came here to get some stuff and also try and find some proof that this is actually her baby because shit ain't adding up. Right, okay. And so they like looking at the baby and they like, that's serenity. Mm-hmm. This is this is Samantha's baby. <laughs> Whose white baby is this? <laughs> Whose white baby is yeah. this? So they're like, so they like, wait a minute. We think that's serenity. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, one of the cups is like, y'all mm-hmm. smell that? Just follow your nose. Follow, exactly. follow your nose. And so they. Follow their nose. They go down this path and they walk it through the house and they go in the room and then they open the closet and there is Samantha. Samantha Fleming. She has been stabbed ten times. She has been doused in bleach, mm-hmm. wrapped in plastic, and stuffed in a tote inside of the closet of Geraldine Jones. So, after the police realize this, they go back to the front. And as they're going back to the front, they look down and they're like, wait, wait a goddamn minute. And you know how there's like an imprint when a carpet has been mm-hmm. sitting in a lo- place for mm-hmm. a long time. It's like light underneath. Like, yeah, yeah, when a rug yeah. is like sitting on. carpet ain't had no exactly. anything. No traffic. And it's been injured. Exactly. So, they notice that there seems to be a rug missing and that it smells like bleach and they see like bleach stains inside the living room as well. And we done told y'all about bleach. You gotta be smarter. You gotta be smarter than that. So, yeah. So at this point, we got Samantha Fleming's body in the closet. We found Serenity. Serenity was safe, unharmed. Um, Geraldine Jones is off in Texas. On vacation, mm-hmm. dealing with her postpartum things. And Tamiko, like, I ain't in it. Tamiko, man, she's like, look, my name Benny, I, and I ain't in it. Like, uh-huh. she was, like, full on, like, look, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. This shit wasn't sitting right with me. I was here looking for some, she True. said she was looking for a bracelet that they send the baby home with, a birth certificate, a footprint, something. She and wanted honestly, something. If she had been looking a minute longer, she probably she would have, yep, she would have found that body herself. 
oh my gosh. So she um she goes on, you know, they now they're they're rushing to Texas to find Geraldine Jones. Um and they she had something going on where she like passed out. And uh, had to be rushed to the emergency room. They always room. do that. I'm so sick of the passing out the vomiting. Like, the you know what the fuck you were doing. I would have passed oh, out man. seeing a dead body. Like, oh, man. How about just stabbing somebody? Ten times. That is some anger. Ten times. You some issues, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she goes and um, she goes to the hospital. The police, they get news that she's alive and well. And she's stable. And so they bring her in to talk to her. And y'all. She remained silent. Of course. She played the, I ain't going to say nothing again. She, all she said was, I'm, I want my lawyer. I'm not talking till I get my lawyer. And she refused to say anything else about it. And so now the police are stuck trying to piece things together and trying to figure things out. Um, she eventually pleads guilty. And I think she was sentenced to, what, 40 years, 30 years? 30 years. 30 Seven. years. And I actually have details. Um for you on how the case actually went about because it was it's actually a lot um she took them through even with her not being willing to participate and speak on her behalf she took them through so much it really kind of speaks to her character as a person um you know the not taking accountability for her previous misdemeanors mm-hmm. and small crimes but even down to this you know what she did mm-hmm. the evidence is clear yeah, it, it's in your home. Her body is in your home. The baby is the baby there. that you were claiming to be yours is hers. We know who you are, ma'am. He had your license, license plate. Like even got the girl. This is your doing. Like there is no doubt in our mind. So they had to come to Texas to find her. Of course, it's a uh, a uh, warrant had to be issued for her arrest. She had to be extradited back to Indiana. That was a whole process. She didn't go willingly. Mm. Um, and then once she got back to Indiana, so we're talking over a process. We went from this, they found her on like April 18th, all the way down to May is when the actual court hearing mm-hmm. happened. And she was not cooperating, not speaking. Yep. Then she requests, she did say she wanted a defender. She mm-hmm. needed a public defender. The public defender, uh, didn't just she didn't just initially come in and say hey I'm guilty she then requests that the state pay for her to have a private investigator mm-hmm. and then they yeah. actually agreed to it and because they do have to allow you to have some form of defense mm-hmm. and so all these things are are going on in this process you have a family who is grieving mm-hmm. the loss of their loved one who has been murdered and reconciling with the fact that these children don't have a mom anymore Nope. Mm-hmm. Trying to get to the bottom of how in the world did you get hooked up with this woman in the first place, and you just won't cooperate and be forthcoming. You just gonna lie, 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 be quiet, silent, like that's gonna get you out of something and faint. Right. With the faint. With the faint. So she requests that she has a private investigator. I don't know what they need to investigate besides you lie a lot. Mm-hmm. And then after all of this, then. Then, ma'am, you're like, you know what, y'all, mm. I'm guilty. I actually did it. Did it. But I'm no. not saying nothing else. I did. No, I'm shit. not saying nothing else. I did it. That's it. They wanted 
information because the family wanted answers. Yes. But she's like, she wouldn't say anything, give no details as to how she knew Samantha, anything like that. She just was like, I did it. I plead guilty. And that was the end of it, right? Mm -hmm. Or so we thought. So next comes the part of a Facebook group. I just want to say, if you have Facebook groups, and there's multiple people from all over the city you live in, a state, another state, wherever, and I get it, you build in a community. Those people are not your friends, mm-hmm. or so you think. And it can be anybody. Honestly, if you think about it, how hard is it to make a profile? Mm-hmm. You can be whoever you want to be. You think you know who you're talking to, and you have no clue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's pretty much what happened is that Geraldine Jones, so Samantha Fleming, she was in the, one of those mom groups. Um, Geraldine Jones is also in these mom groups because y'all remember she she was expecting twins. Um, And so they're in these mom groups and Samantha is, you know, she posts about, she was young. She was one of those young Facebook users. So she was posting all her information. You know, she was Mm -hmm. posting about how she was trying to get her kid back Mm -hmm. and how she was so excited because she was pregnant again and posting her sonograms and stuff like that. And so Geraldine Jones was actually taking Samantha's and all these other mom's sonograms and posting them as her own. So those those sonograms that she was posting earlier, they were other people's babies. And so the reason why she changed her due date was because she was trying to match up with Samantha's due date. And Samantha was due in March. So that's why all of a sudden her due date changed. And... So she got all this information, and that's how she knew to reach out to her mom. That's how she knew to pose as a DCS worker and all this other stuff. Now, if you if you listen to Geraldine Jones, she has her own story as to what went down. And y'all can go and watch Snapped because she finally, y'all remember how we said she didn't want to say nothing about the case? She's like, I did it. I ain't got nothing else to say. We'll leave a video on now. Note. Exactly. Now, all of a sudden, years later, she had things to say. So she couldn't talk to Popo. Couldn't talk to Bible, couldn't talk to the judge. But now she can she talk was to a reality face. TV show. Yes. But she thinks she's making some money out of this? Or what is the end? I, I, I don't know. Money, y'all. In jail. She, girl, she needs to get that commissary up. Some noodles so you can make a slam roll. Yes. And that's where she comes out and she says that, you know, in 2014, she was told she couldn't have kids. Um, and it really just really broke her down. Like, that was hard for her hearing. Hard for her to hear. And so that hard for her to hear took from, I can't have kids, but let me go steal someone else's kids and murder them. Yeah. Okay, girl. But Let's- you didn't even remotely think about the fact that, okay, I am a black woman. Full on black. Full on black. Black my black. Ba- my so-called baby daddy is... Black and black, 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 black. Y'all all black. One black person and another black person does Do not, not make, make a, a white baby. baby. It might make a white baby. Light baby, white baby, but not a white baby. Not a white baby. And so she goes ahead and... Um, <laughs> That's that Purdue education. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shut up, girl. Sorry. <laughs> I got my master's from Purdue. <laughs> So she tells um Snap that what this is what really went down. Years later, I'm ready to tell my story. 
This is what happened to me. So her and Samantha met in one of these Facebook groups. She admits to that. And she says that, you know, they were talking. And that she says that she made a post basically saying, is there anybody that's currently pregnant that um, feels like they can't take care of their kid or feeling overwhelmed, reach out, reach out to me. She says Samantha reached out to her. Um, Samantha made the first move. So she oh, says she Samantha did. reached out to her and says, hey. It was the victim's fault, guys. Yes. And <laughs> so Samantha reaches out to her and tells her that um, I'm currently pregnant. I'm due in March. And I can't take care of this baby. And um, tells her that you can have my baby for $2,000. Fake news, fake news. This is some black market type shit. Yeah. BS. So, she says, you can have my baby for $2,000. So, Geraldine agrees. And she says that it was Samantha's idea for her to pose as a DCS worker. And um, that the plan was that she would take Samantha and Serenity. They would go to this court date. The judge would say, no, you can't get Junior back. And we also taken Serenity and that Samantha was going to go back home um, and just say, well, they took my baby. The, that but Jer- sounds like the most <laughs> cockamamie, stupid story I've ever heard in my life. Right. And really, like, even if, which I say, I'm saying even very loosely and with real sarcasm, <laughs> if Samantha came up with this harebrained dumb idea, Samantha would have known that that was not going to work. This woman has already worked and been through the system. If they take your child, you are still going to have follow-up about it. It's mm-hmm. not like she's going to be able to come back home and be like, well, it took my baby. That's the end and of that's that. the end of it, especially not with a man like Rainey, mm-hmm. who was like, this is my baby girl. Right. Um, he should have been involved in the case as well. It wouldn't just be her. Exactly. And so, yeah. So, oh, that's the home. that was the plan. That Geraldine. she was going to. But they, what they had agreed on was that Geraldine would give her $1,000 up front and then pay the other $1,000 later down the line. Okay. So she says once she has Samantha and, Samantha and Serenity, they go to Geraldine's house and they get in the house and all of a sudden Samantha is demanding that she give her the full $2,000. Hmm. And that then a fight ensued and she grabbed, that Geraldine grabbed the knife and she just started stabbing, but it was out of self-defense. Now let me... Say this. Samantha Fleming had just had a baby. Her baby was 11 days old, and she had a C-section. She was still recovering and struggling from the C-section. Talking to Rainey and her parents, her mom and stuff like that, they said her feet were still swelling. She was, like, barely able to move. Like, you know, it it took a lot for her to get around. Like, she was still struggling from having this C-section 11 days ago. And because it's deep, it's not like they're just yeah. No, they cut into layers. Cut hella oh, layers. Coming from somebody that had a C-section, yeah, this shit is intense. How long did it take you to recuperate from your? I was after my C-section. I was in the hospital for a week. Okay. You know, normally they're like, "Oh, you're there mm-hmm. three days," and then when you normally have a baby. Then? Once oh. I got home, uh-huh. before I could like freely like really like I felt like I was really back to myself. I would say that it was, it was probably like closer to a month. Okay. 
And when talking to my doctors, they were like, you actually had a pretty speedy recovery. Yeah. Because I was like, going to say, usually I hear that takes a long time. It takes a long time. I know that my sister said that it took her months to feel like yes. her body was back to normal. Yes. And you figure you're cutting through all your muscles, your core. Your core is a bulk of and your strength. What I'm telling you, body. like, I couldn't even stand up straight. Like, so how when, you going so when I'm like when I would get out the bed, like it's very much so like a a, a, a hunchback of Notre Dame. And weren't you like, hugging the pillow? And yes. Stuff when, you when I and when like I that. when I had to go to the bathroom, cough or anything, it's like hold a pillow real tight. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I'm not finna start no fight. Right. And fighting over dang old knife is come on now, sugar. But okay, let's back up a little bit. So let's talk about this whole payment process. Mm. At no point did you not think like. That's that's a little fucked up. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you could give your baby up for adoption. That's one process. But, hey, I'm going to give you $2,000 for this baby. Just, her, the, her. you pass everything, your rights and everything Geraldine. over to this this woman for two, two bands? Geraldine's, that's what I'm saying. That's Geraldine's argument was that Samantha just really didn't want to take care of her baby. She needed the money. And that she also knew that Rainey wouldn't go for giving the baby up. So she had to come up with this action-made story of, I didn't give the baby away. The baby was taken from me by child services. Again, BS. Because eventually that, if it would have, there would have been, down the line, that story would not have worked. Mm -mm. You would have had to care for more. remotely makes sense. Right. You would have to appear for more court dates. You would have had to had some form of Because how is it that you go into court for one kid that's in the system and they take the other one? And they're like, oh, thanks for doing us a favor. You brought the baby to us. Right. And then on top of that, um, when you go through all that legal process of even giving a baby up for adoption, they still have to deem Geraldine legally fit to even take the baby. Mm -hmm. Well, they looked and, at it like they were going to skip all of that. Geraldine she, needed a baby because, because she had she already lied. been lying. But the thing is, where's the baby's birth certificate? Where where are all these things, no, Geraldine? No. We don't need that. The no, you don't need that. Yeah. Oh, and she had renamed the baby, too. A stork. Just y'all know, baby. y'all know what she was calling the baby when she what dropped she, the baby off of her daddy? Bella. Bella. Cricket. <laughs> she must have liked my boyfriend. She... She she changed little Serenity's name and she said it's Bella. This is my baby girl. She's the surviving twin and her name is Bella. Baby bye. I'm telling you, (laughs) that's what we should have named this episode. Baby Baby bye, Bye. because (laughs) I'm telling you, like I'm surprised the lightning bolt didn't just come down and zap her ass. She just lied. I was at her pictures that in her pictures just pissed me off so bad. Like I was like, you had to be smarter than that. Like, especially you, a college educated woman. No point was like woman that that has stupid as fuck. A woman that has um history in the school district. At some point you didn't dealt with maybe like child services from other parents and stuff like that. Or difficult children that have some form of dealing with the government. Something. And And this is the best thing you could come up with. And poor Samantha, she just looks so trusting. Like, I'm looking at her pictures and she's just like, you know, I want the best for my baby. And this woman was really taking advantage of her. And you can tell this woman just did not give a fuck at all. Like, And you know the part that really, and I know that I'm going off here on a tangent again, and I'm sorry, but 
part that really is just bothering me about the whole story. You did all of this to steal this child. And then you got postpartum and then you just run off and leave the child. The like child that me. you just killed a woman for last year, stabbed, bleached her body, this, that, and that, all of that. You did all of this for this baby and to have this baby for less than, what? She had and it for then, less than three days because I want to say, no, I don't even think it was like a full two days. I think the day after, um, oh, she, she killed Samantha. Time. She and took her to the day and left. Dressed. Business casual, and you know another another thing about social workers and stuff. Um, when they come to the house, DCS, whoever, they always produce a badge. Mm-hmm. Always. always, and I get it. You know, everybody. You know, they how she knew the lady, how she was trying to help her allegedly. Mm-hmm. Regardless, even if you're not thinking about it, a DCS worker is gonna always produce their badge. Maybe she has some form of fake identification. She didn't show a thing. A le- it, from things that I've read, she didn't yeah, produce anything. It says she just that had really business says casual. She didn't produce anything. She just oh. came and was like, yep. That was too trusting. Way yeah, too trusting. Yeah. That's very sad and not to blame the victim mm-hmm. because she really was obviously not anything like Geraldine's to... little lies. Right. She was here for her kids and trying to do the absolute best to get her children, yeah. not to go turn them over for $2,000, Geraldine. Yeah, y'all gotta go watch that snap video because she was because she's a liar, honey. If you hear it, you're a liar, man. She was on the (laughs) giving one, and her sister was just like, "I didn't believe this shit from the beginning." Like we was all like, "No, no, ain't no way." Man, that that that's the kicker part. We about to end it, y'all. But that's the biggest part. If if you was gonna do it. I I feel bad for Samantha. Like I really do, cause she she wanted to get her baby out the system. She wanted every, but she just didn't go about it. And she's so young, so she probably yeah. really wasn't thinking of it at a logistic standpoint. So yeah. like this person is gonna murder me like that. I'm sure that that was the last, last thing on her. She mind. trusted this. The woman. last thing was that I'm about to get in this car and my life will be gone and. A matter of minutes. Here I was. I was trying to get my other kid back, and now I'm. I'm you know now my kids are that? without a mom. So she was on this Facebook group with her. Mm-hmm. She didn't recognize her. She. I don't know. Maybe she used different pictures. Because mm-hmm. I thought about that too. Maybe Geraldine. I mean, Geraldine was posting sonograms and fake pregnancy pictures on her page. Maybe she made a completely different I page. If anyone is listening to this and happens to be in the Facebook group with Samantha and Geraldine, share some light. Please, Man, if y'all have pictures or anything that she sent it to our email. Because we want to see. We're a little nosy. We want to know. Yeah, we Extremely. Want to know. So, I don't know. I just felt like the whole thing just seemed so twisted. And it's just like, I felt like Geraldine went into that Facebook group plotting. She, oh, yeah, she yeah, went she in plotting. She, she, she went looking for the perfect victim. She went looking for the perfect person that she could use to fulfill her plot. Oh, and unfortunately, Samantha fitted. That's out in the rafters. And the thing is, like, Geraldine, like, you got all this history of education, having this background, and like, you just sat here and thought about, I'm gonna just take somebody's baby, and that's that's going to be the end of that. Like, we going to run off into the sunset, everything. We all happily ever after. Me, my man, and our baby. <laughs> but this girl, that was her MO. Like, if you look down 
people's character shines through in the things Mm -hmm. that they do. Mm -hmm. And every point never, I mean, it was like, oh, I'll take accountability for it, but it ain't that bad. Like, that was her thoughts of it'll be a simple fix. So I'll just say, you know, this is the story. This is a BS story that clearly didn't put a lot of thought in. Mm-hmm. And if I did, then I'm really dumb. It sounded like she was concocting this shit as, as she, she was going went. along. Yes, yes. So. Very sad. So she ended up with, what, 30 years mm-hmm. for her crime, mm-hmm. 10 years of probation thereafter. Mm-hmm. So really, because she was convicted in 2015, she wouldn't have a possibility of um, being out until so 30 years later. So we're talking 45. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she'll have to be on probation for 14 years. years. And what, when she got she'll arrested, like, she was 39? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, good. She'll, good be, for her. she'll be almost 90. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, like, she still, at some point, if, if she makes it out, she still sees some type of light of day. Yeah. It's sad. It really it's is. really ruined. So, so many, many lives. lives. Mm-hmm. Those children. With your selfish ass mistake. With your selfish ass decision, you ruined so many lives. And the other thing, let's really talk about and get into the fact that it doesn't matter if you can't have a kid, ma'am. You can actually go adopt. You mm-hmm. can adopt children. There's so many children. You know it. You're a teacher. The fact that your first thought was, I'm going to steal a baby. It could have been, go adopt a child. You're an educator. You're an educator. You see day in and day out people. Who have children. And they have the database them. for you to look at children that's like available for adoption. Yes. The, their type of needs for their care. Um, like all type of things. Like are, are there siblings? You don't want them to be separated. You could have went about it that way. Now granted. Or foster or children. Or foster. Right. You don't have to keep the kid forever. You can be a person until the parent can get their life together. If you really are concerned. Which makes me think that there was no concern. There no, was she no clearly had a mental break. She had a mental break. And, and selfish intentions. Yes. And you know what? Let's, like, go back to, like, the human side of everything. It's a lot of pressure on women, especially, like, in their, like, mm-hmm. 30s, early oh, 40s. Yeah. You got to yeah. have a baby. You got to yeah. be married. You're less of you a woman be- if you don't have a kid yeah. or if you're so, not married. And, and that probably fuck with her. And truthfully, there are feelings that come from yourself that are not necessarily society or society yeah Yeah, and you don't feel like you're good enough sometimes as a woman you want a child that is a that is not it's a natural feeling to want to have a child some women never have that but it is also natural for people to want that Mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong in that problem or that issue of wanting a child and of course in your mind you know the older that you get the likelihood does go down Mm -hmm. So, of course, empathy for that, but lack of empathy with, I'm going to go steal somebody's kid and kill them. Yeah, and think about this. With her, say for instance, she did get away with the perfect crime, crime, right? Mm -hmm. That baby is going to be raised on instability. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not, that baby is going to, like, go through life with, she clearly has some type of mental issue. issue. Yes. She does. Yep. And you got an unstable household. Mm-hmm. And even looking at your track record of everything that you got going on, how would you provide for a child and you can barely keep a roof over your head? How can you provide for a child and you have all these underlying mental issues? Because that's really what it is. And it's not to cover it up to say, oh, this is why she did this. But clearly it was something that was going on in her head, you know? So 
that and baby will be her, raised up in a fucked up situation. And even her intention to the kid once she did the crime was not correct. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, if you really were about, about this child, child, you would not have left that child with your dad. You would not have up and went to Texas and, oh, I need to get myself together, all now, all of just BS on all of it. Just yeah. a hot mess. This was definitely a hot mess. Um, but we had to talk about it. We sure did. Because we are murked in the Midwest. We sure are. <laughs> this girl was right in our backyard. Right in our backyard. Yeah, literally. Right. Down the street. Down the street. Basically. So, all right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and we're going to say our goodbyes and we will see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. And just because last week we did not share with you where you can find us. If you are interested in um, seeing about the post or about the victims, um, you can find us on Merck in the Midwest on Instagram. Exactly how it sounds. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Facebook, mm-hmm. Merck in the Midwest. Um, and you can also find us if you want to email us and tell us about your thoughts, um, suggestions, ideas for future pods, um, or anything that you want to share with us about the episodes or about what you feel about the episodes. You can email us at Merck at the Midwest at gmail.com. We love feedback. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Bye. 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 A final statement from Samantha's mother. I want to tell you about Samantha. We will forever be affected. No one is promised tomorrow. But my world came to a crashing halt. This is like a bad movie that will not stop playing. Samantha loved unconditionally. She knew happy and rough times, but she wanted to believe that there was good in all people. No amount of sentence will ever bring Samantha back. We will plan a yearly activity to honor Samantha.